church world and the art world closer together. My name is Matt Anderson. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, We would invite you to please subscribe or follow this podcast. And then, uh, especially if you're on Apple, give us a five-star review um, and a rating, obviously. Uh, That would be um, amazing and kind of trick the algorithm into uh, putting our name out there a little bit. Um, In case you're interested in advertising on this podcast, uh, you can inquire by writing me at mattcastworld, that's all together, mattcastworld at gmail.com. Well, today we're going to talk about the concept of artists having accountability. All right, right, right now you're all seizing up, even as I'm saying that. You're, you're grabbing on to something a little bit tighter. Uh because that sounds like the antithesis to creativity. It almost feels corporate when you use a word like accountability. Um, because we like to feel as if we're, you know, we're accountable to ourselves. And that's why we're doing what we're doing. So, you know, just move on, mister. Uh, but ultimately, uh, that's not true. Um, and I want to give a scriptural foundation for this. Uh, and it's found in Matthew chapter 25. It's Uh, It's what we often call the parable of the talents. Jesus is uh, doing a few parables here, some teachings to his audience. And he's, the context of this is he's talking about um, his return and how we need to be ready for uh, the return of Jesus because it could come at any time. And then right after this story, he's talking about judgment and for us to be ready for that. So in that context, he tells the parable of the talents. And again, uh, a talent at this time in the ancient world here was a a unit of currency. So here's the story, uh, verse 14. For it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted to them his property. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. He who had received the five talents went at once and traded with them, and he made five talents more. So also he who had the two talents made two talents more, but he who had received the one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his master's money. Now after a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them, and he who had received the five talents came forward, bringing Five talents more, saying, Master, you delivered to me five talents. Here, I have made five talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. Verse 22, And he also who had the two talents came forward, saying, Master, you delivered to me two talents. Here, I have made two talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. 
he also who had received the one talent came forward saying, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But his master answered him, you wicked and slothful servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I scatter no seed? Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers. And at my coming, I should have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has the 10 talents. For to everyone who has will more be given and he will have an abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away and cast the worthless servant into the outer darkness. In that place, uh, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Okay, so this is a story really about investment. Um, and I know we're, we're not talking stocks and bonds here. Uh, again, a talent was, uh, it was a unit of currency, however. Um, and the owner is giving his servants money to invest and increase. And he doesn't tell them how to do it. He just says, here you go, do your thing. And note that he, quote, entrusted to them. And to us creatives, I just want to remind us that the Lord has entrusted you and I with something, with talent, with resources. And the question is, how are we investing our talent in the kingdom of God or in the lives of other people with our creativity? You know, when you look at that guy with the one talent, when you read his description, you can see his misconception of the guy who's in charge. He says, quote, I knew you to be a hard man. Really? He knew that, huh? Think of how many people have that concept of the Lord. They, they see God, they see the Lord as a hard man. They believe him to be cruel. And that's what we are uh, seeing a lot in our world. Um, the economy of the Bible doesn't make sense. And they believe him to be unfair and cruel. They're, they're fearful of him, and they don't put anything into practice. He's just the boss. Um, he's not their father. It, it, it's almost like the artist who never finishes anything. Or even if, even if they do, they never allow others to take in their work or receive it or even evaluate it. It's the one who thinks blessings from God are just setups for something else that's worse. That, uh, that even their talent is not good enough. It should remain hidden. They're so scared of doing something wrong that they don't do anything at all. I mean, there's, there's so much wrong with the mentality here of the, uh, of the guy with one talent who did nothing with it. What are we doing with ours? Are we so seized with fear that it's not going to be good enough? That we just don't do anything? And we just bury it? Maybe it's our little thing and maybe we'll make stuff, but we're the only one who sees it. We're the only one who reads it. In the story, I mean, you have to know the man in charge holds him accountable for his lack of trust and effort and banishes him from the place. 
And again, you might think, yeah, see, he is cruel. Everyone, God has entrusted you. That's how much he thinks of you. He says here, you have the ability to create. And you are going to put me on full display by what you make. It doesn't have to be the best. It needs to be your best. But it's all to put him on display, even, even much more than ourselves. We're, we're not painting, writing, sculpting, uh, choreographing, photographing, woodworking for ourselves. Our talents are not given for our own benefit. Now, when we obey Christ in using these, there is definitely joy in the work, downright fun, really, in doing that, I think. But the point is blessing or challenging or alerting others in the right direction with our art. And if we get blessed financially too, that's great. It's not the primary thing. We know the Lord's going to take care of us because we're in obedience with him. And I do believe the Lord's blessing will be there for us in some fashion. I don't know what that will look like, but as a result of putting that talent to use, I mean, obviously the blessing of the Lord is going to follow. And this story captures that beautifully. Did you notice that the two people who invested what they had didn't lose anything? See what we're so scared of? We keep thinking this is all about us. And if we, if we create and put something out there, we might lose friends. We might lose a little bit of our pride, a little bit of our dignity. Who knows? But we, we need to be reminded, Jesus rewards godly risk. It doesn't mean that everything we create will be known and famous, even make a huge impact, but the Lord will see all of our efforts and bless us, even if the critics don't. And that sounds like a pretty safe investment to me. Nothing is lost when it's invested in him. You see, he is ultimately who we are accountable to with our creative talents. I'm not talking about works-based salvation. You do this to get saved. That's not what I mean. I believe that if we're just naturally walking with Jesus, if we've uh, fully received him and given him control, we will quite naturally produce fruit. And some, if not most of that fruit, coming directly from the creative talent that he's given to us. Truth Productions, Dr. Anthony Fauci is back with COVID Christmas 2, singing your favorites with a pandemic twist. Hold out Moderna, it's time to give your life to our vaccine again. Johnson and Johnson, how good to know that there are 
side effects now. For we need a little mandate right this very minute. Terminate employment, eliminate enjoyment. Yes, we need a little mandate right this very minute. We cancel those who dare resist and also those who must persist with ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, and CPAC prednisone. Call them a fruit cake. It's time we hung them up like tinsel on the tree. Now, I only mean that theoretically, cause we've grown a little meaner, grown a little colder, fired first responders, Discharge lots of soldiers, yes, we ruined someone's Christmas right this very minute. We've gone a little Marxist now. This is your chance to enjoy the singing talents from a humble servant from our government. Dr. Fauci's tribute to one of our great corporations. Pfizer sells. Pfizer sells. It's vaccine time in the country. Cha-cha-ching. Hear them ring. Soon it Dr. Fauci bears his soul in his determination to remain at his post. Said the Fauci to people everywhere Do you know what I know? Probably not. Wearing masks won't help anywhere. Do you know what I know? A mask, two masks, must be on your face. It's the settled science in place. It's the settled science in place. Fauci to the Sunday shows Listen to what I say It changes more often than my clothes Listen to what I say Resign, resign Putting that on hold This job brings me silver and gold This job brings me silver and gold 
get COVID Christmas 2 now while you're still employed. Bring out the experts. I know just what to say and change my mind again. Fudging the numbers. There's really no such thing as natural immunity now. For we need a little Fauci right this very minute. Lying before Congress, China's my accomplice. Yes, we need a lot of Fauci spinning on the talk shows. We need a little Fauci now. We need some Fauci. Yes, we need a little mandate right this very minute. Slowing down the airports, working on Vax passports. Yes, we need a little mandate right this very minute. We need a little mandate. It's like I'm your favorite elf. I say this as one. I remember I was filling in at a church for a few months, and I always loved the way the worship leader would play keyboard and just sort of play background music coming to the end of the service as I was challenging the the congregation. And so I made the mistake of um, saying that I really enjoyed that. Uh, because, you know, all, all of you creative types, you know what I'm talking about. There is this little contrarian thing that, uh, that says, oh, really? You know, because guess what happened the next time I came to the end of the service? He, he played guitar. <laughs> and I thought, oh, I should have known. I should have known. There is this little bit of a contrarian thing with artists. There is this thing about you know, being a little subversive. Uh, so I've learned over the years to never tell a musician what I like because I know they will then do the opposite. Uh, and if there's one thing professional artists don't like, it's a boss. And we certainly don't like anyone looking over our shoulder while we're creating. But here's what I mean by accountability today. Here's what I mean. Everyone needs a deadline. I mean, there are very few of us in this world who deal well with open-ended projects. We think it's a dream come true. We like to think it gives us the time to really, oh, I'm going to go in depth. I'm going to explore the space. I'm going to plumb the depths of a subject matter. But all it really does, (laughs) it causes us to explore procrastination. And then all we do is delay, delay, delay. So really, if there is no deadline, if there's no goal for finishing, I think we as artists need to create one. And, uh, um, you know, if, if we're writing an article for uh, a publication, that's baked on in. You know, if we've been commissioned by somebody to paint or create this by, it's all set. 
But a lot of things that you and I do, especially if they're kind of passion projects for us, don't have a, a, a hard deadline to it. I think we need to create one and then let at least one other person know about it so they can hold us accountable. We need to know that we're going we're gonna to face this person that we love and care about and that they're going to ask us about it. You know, in the, in the late 90s and early 2000s, there was kind of a greater movement among Christian men to hold each other accountable, especially with things like their internet viewing. Um, they would get together regularly, usually in pairs, just to make sure that they weren't really taking in pornography and they would ask each other hard questions about that. Uh, and definitely was meant to be more than just a casual sort of thing. Because if, if you sense the person you're talking to is lying or hedging, then you need to depress them, reminding them that keeping secrets really only hurts them and their family. Now, it's obviously not quite as intense, but I think it's good for artists to have someone who holds them accountable creatively. Somebody with whom we are regularly in conversation who can ask us, so how's the project going? I know by now you wanted to be this far along. How you doing? How much, how much progress have you made since the last time we talked? And again, the goal here isn't to produce shame. That's not the goal, but to share grace. And if everyone's being truthful, rather than telling the artist that they're failing or even ignoring it because we're, we don't want an uncomfortable moment, we speak the truth in love. I mean, the, art, the artist needs to be reminded of their worth, that the Lord still loves them, nothing has changed, but then we just ask and hopefully answer some practical questions about their schedule. Is there other emotional stuff going on right now that's keeping you? Um, because we care about the person a lot more than the product. And so we're in this thing where it's not going to be a, uh, you know, a rubber hose sort of situation. We're just going to, um, we're going to probe with questions and say, what, what do you think kept you from getting where you needed to? And how can I help? Um, the, the point is to not be ashamed if we struggle in this. And Come on, cards on the table, everybody. Most of us aren't good at that. We need some sort of an external pressure applied to get us going. And it's okay for us to say that we need that external help in keeping us on track. That it, it, There's really no shame in that. Um, because this is what keeps us from regret. And it doesn't mean that we're immature or we're lazy or we're unfocused. We're human. And there are a few things the enemy opposes more than creativity because he can't do it. He hates it. He hates the creator, capital C. And so he's going he's gonna to unleash whatever he can uh, upon little C creators. I mean, I'm, I'm in the middle of a million things right now, just like you are. One of them is a small group. We're going through a book by C.S. Lewis right now, and um, would I be reading this on my own? No, uh, not really, because I'm already hip deep 
in books that I'm I'm reading, plural, and podcasts that I'm listening to right now, not to mention my own projects and work that I need to do. But because I know once a week, I'm going to be with those guys, and I might be asked a question about reading material that week. You know, I don't want to be the guy going, I don't know. So I read my three chapters. It's accountability. That's all that is. It's accountability. And I'm doing something I probably would never have done on my own. That's the beauty of accountability. And, uh, you know, if, if, if I did show up and say, I don't know, <laughs> nobody on the call would be like, oh, man, what a failure. You know, that's not going to happen. You're in, a, you're in a community relationship there. So I want every creative on this podcast to do one piece of homework this week. I want you to think of someone that you know who can be a creative accountability partner in your life and then regularly keep tabs on the current project you're working on, which means you're going to have to set some goals for yourself. Don't make this person do all that for you. They're just there to check on you. They're not there to do it for you. So come up with some goals and just say, yeah, I would like to have the project done by this, but here's my first goal along the way. So please check me on this. And maybe there's someone you can do that for as well, whether they're creative or not. Maybe it's just a life thing that they need your help with. And that, you know, they might say, yeah, you know, I need you to check with me on this when we get together. It's not the only thing you talk about. Hopefully there's real relationship going on there. And those aren't the only topics, but it is part of the deal. I think we all need a godly understanding ear. And those of us who are creative are really, you know, we're under spiritual warfare and not to mention dealing with our own flesh, you know, our own sinful desires that still war uh, within us. And then when you get that godly understanding ear, uh, make your goal, let them know. However you want to do it. Uh, And maybe you want to wait for 2022. Don't wait too long, though. At least get this in place before January 1st, if nothing else. So I'm going to do that here. I'm going to use all of you on this, uh, on this podcast to let you know that uh, my goal is by Thanksgiving next year uh, to be finished with the, the novel that I'm working on right now. So I am here. So here's, you know, a ton of accountability <laughs> coming my way. Um, but I just want to let you all know that's, that's my goal for 2022, at least Thanksgiving, uh, a year from now, that I'll have the novel finished, at least first draft. Um, God's made an investment in us. He has entrusted you with this thing you do. And whether you do one thing extremely well, whether there's five different pools you can kind of <laughs> pull from, let's not bury it out of fear or fear of rejection of what we make and certainly not fear an unhealthy fear of the Lord. Let's put it into action and let's see what God adds to it. Well, I want to thank you for being a part of the Madcast. Please share this with a friend. We'd love to expand our Madcast family. If you have questions or comments, email me at madcastworld at gmail.com. Our theme music is by Sound of Fusion. 
This has been a production of Monumental Ministries. For more information about our books and resources or to hear our archives, go to mattministry.com. Hey, thanks for having me over. I had a wonderful time.